Howdy, howdy, y'all. I'm Curtis Sunset. And I'm Leo Halston. And, and this is Weathering Weathery Rainbows. Rainbows. <laughs> well, howdy, howdy, Miss Halston. Let's go for a walk on the rainbow trail. Oh, no. The last time you forgot the umbrellas and got us into a whole heap of trouble. I won't forget this time. Let's go. to weather the rainbows howdy howdy y'all and welcome back to another episode of weathering rainbows uh and you can all sit with us on this episode <laughs> so uh if you don't notice we have uh styled our attire after our guest today we have daniel fran Zacy, uh who is damien from mm. mean girls yes <laughs> Now, we don't want to look like robbers this whole episode. Yeah, so we look like we're about to rob a bank. At least I'll, I'll, I'll look like straight <laughs> off, set it off, honey. Okay, yes. All right. Oh, all right. Oh, that's so much better. Ooh. Now I feel like my hair's all messy. Like Now I do feel like like Tom Cruise right. from Risky Business. We look like we're about to rob a bank. Bunny and Clyde, honey, the, the 20... 22 version <laughs> okay we need our makeup i know our, like our where like hello <laughs> hair out of blue see damien had his haircut yeah. short during like mean girls so like it you, he could take off his hood on and off yeah a lot so. yeah. <laughs> anyway we are here and it is our season finale episode oh, season yes. two oh my goodness it feel like it blew right yeah. past us We've had such like a tremendous time, some amazing guests. Um, I have seen the direction we are headed for season three, and oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, I wanted to briefly, I mean, it is our yeah. season finale, so let's talk some highlights of mm -hmm. this season. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, seeing a lot of the shows that we got to see from Drag Daddy mm -hmm. Productions. Um, kind of making those contacts with with uh, Tony mm -hmm. Lewis and all the girls there that perform. Uh, just an amazing organization and so much yeah. fun to go see those. Yeah. So uh, for me, um, honestly, just being here and able to do this with you uh, has been a true highlight because Aww. I know when we talked about this, I could have been drunk and <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of like I was like, and then. You wrote me and was like, are you serious? And I was like, Leah, what the fuck did you tell him? And so, <laughs> yes, thank you for pushing me um, to doing this. It says, this has been a, an amazing experience, and I'm looking forward to season three. Um, and also, another highlight is the uh, Sweet Evening Breeze fundraiser. You know, um, uh, we talked yeah. about um, and having the guests on... Um, 
uh, talking about that event. Uh, it's just been a a cloud nine for me doing this. Uh, as you all know, like I said, I do so much. And people said, when I said, I'm about to be a part of Weathering the Rainbows, and they said, do you have the time? I said, I'm going to make time. And I didn't know where I was going to fit this in. <laughs> but I'm happy, and I'm so <clears throat> glad and blessed and grateful that you have allowed me to be a part of uh, this journey with you. Um, it's truly amazing. Um, and again, looking forward to yeah. season three. Well, it's been right back at you. I mean, it's been an amazing experience having us as co-host. I mean, we, most people think we probably known each other yeah. like our whole lives, but honestly, we've really only become friends probably two yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe even not that long. Uh, but we just kind of really blossomed yeah. into friends and, and know each other really well yeah. at this point. So, uh, but I, you know, and I, I'm glad I tricked you into this. You know, I knew you were drunk when I was talking to you, and I was like, "Hey, Leah, I uh, I think you would be a great like the great yeah. counterpart for this show. Uh, you know, you kind of give that different experience <laughs> and different. Uh, you and I have such different types yeah. of humor, but also the yeah. same. We we tell jokes differently, but we laugh at each yeah. other's jokes, which is honestly, perfect. So. honestly, we are. <laughs> I think we're, we're the perfect couple. Like, you know, uh, I have a joke mm -hmm. that I curse my husband, my drag husband. So yeah. uh, we have this this whole joke that go around, you know. Uh, we joke about things. When I see him talking to men or boys in the bar, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, really? I'm giving you divorce papers. Like, seriously. And then he'd see me and be like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm giving you divorce papers. So we, you know, it's it's truly a friendship that <laughs> have blossomed. But I'm going I'm, to I'm tell you this. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the show Wipeout. I don't know if you guys watch Wipeout or Curtis. Have you ever seen Wipeout? It's a, it's a, uh -huh. uh, it's a show that's in LA. It's a obstacle course that people go on and run it. And this season, they brought it back with Nicole Byers and uh, what's the wrestler's name? Oh fuck! Uh, really hot guy. Yes. John Cena? Nicole Byer and John the Cena. <laughs> so when I think about our podcast, I said, this is me and Curtis. When I watched the show, I said, this is me and Curtis. Like, this is us. And we need to get on that show Wipeout. That is my goal, to get on the show Wipeout. There we go. <laughs> All right. We're going to apply for this show. So. Honestly, we can't because you have to live in them. I, I've already, I was going to shock you. I was going to, I was going to surprise you. I pull up the application. You have to live in L.A. Which sucks. Hey, I've got people out there. We can say we do. Okay. They don't know. Okay. I've got addresses. Okay. We'll, we'll we, we need to make this happen because I want, this is a goal of mine. But honestly, this has been a uh, uh, a truly uh, uh, great blessing to be a part of this with you. And I'm, I'm so glad that we have. I love the fact that you all, not only are you the producer, you give me, you, you, constantly asks me what I think and how I feel about things like that. And that's really important that you do that. And I really appreciate you for that. It's been tremendous. And you're going to get all <laughs> emotional. Don't do that. Why do you always do this to me? You get me all emotional and in my yeah, like feelings. It, Cause like, you know, it's, but it, it's it is very true. important. Like when you, when you bring somebody on, like, you know, I know in the beginning, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but you guys have to know that this man is so amazing. he, not only am I, I'm his co-host, he don't make me, I feel like, like just a part of the team. And 
he always takes and say, how do you feel about this? Let's talk about this. What are your thoughts about this? Let's do this. So, um, so like, I appreciate mm-hmm. you for that. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Leah's such a good sport about like, I will literally tell her something <laughs> five seconds and she'll be like, okay, let me think. Do I have this or not? Like, like literally like last episode where we were like, oh, let's uh, do a Hollywood theme. And like, yeah. we both ran to yeah. our closets and like, what yeah. do we have? Uh, you know? or, or any, or uh, other so. than that. And, and let me tell you something. It, it is not all peaches and cream. He will text and be like, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. You will text and be like, are we filming today and are doing something? I'd be like, uh, that's not what you told me. I said, I've already made plans. <laughs> you said this is when he was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I told you that. <laughs> and that's the way my schedule is though. Like, like half the time I'm like, what day yeah. is it? Are we filming yeah. today? Is it, you know, like, yeah. so, and it's just cause like, I, I'm literally running yeah, businesses. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes things get Listen, confused. You make, but it has, it's been such a like amazing yeah. experience in general. Such yeah. a better time. Uh, I think people love it so much more since we've uh, kind of joined as yeah. all co-hosts. And we are just like, we've honestly just touched yeah. the surface of all yeah. the things that like you and I yeah. are about to do. Uh, this season was more or less like seeing how we were going to be yeah. as co-hosts and like just seeing the direction of the show and i'm telling you this next season the people that we've got planned and and the the themes are with our like thing with spotify now it's just it's opened up the the door i can't wait yeah but it's valentine's day uh so i thought we'd play a fun little game um are you You, ready for this this is y'all this is okay i'm ready this is one of them surprises uh so I found this little neat little site that lists like 33 unique Valentine's Day oh. dates. Okay. So I'm going to read these things off. And Leah and I have these these cute little. Oh, ready to show my, yeah. our Our little love it. Uh, yeah. Flashies. Um, and so we're going to say whether we would love it or hate it. Okay. These things. And if, if, they, if it calls for it, we'll talk a little bit about it. But otherwise, we'll just go through them this pretty is, quick. Okay. All right. So, um, and I, for those that are just listening to us, I will say, you know, whether or not we yes. love it or hate it. So, uh, if you're not watching, you're just missing oh out on my a whole God. exceptional yeah. experience. You are. <laughs> uh, so go Spotify. watch us on Spotify, yes. YouTube. It's so much yes. more fun. Yeah. All right. So these things okay. I'm going to go through. If you were asked to do a date for Valentine's Day and... These were the things that they took you on. Would you love it or mm-hmm. hate it? First one, if they asked you to a bonfire. So we both picked hate it on that. I think I would only hate it I because it's cold. I don't like bugs, bitch. <laughs> so, no. See, I like bonfires, but like, I don't, like right now, I fireplace don't like would be bugs, better. <laughs> so no, I would not be outside. All right. Number two, chocolate tasting and truffle making. <laughs> I love chocolate, so like I would, I would love to to go on a chocolate tasting. I mean, experience. <laughs> I like white chocolate, like I like my man, honey. Yeah. So if it's a white chocolate tasting, get me in. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> on that note, uh, someone offered to take you to dancing. 
<laughs> See, you would love that one. I would hate yes. that. I'd be like, yes. like we still got to go salsa oh, dancing. Oh, it's planned. It's planned. It's planned. Our, uh, it's planned. That. All right. Uh, they offered to take us on a date to go do video games and play Super Mario World. Mm-mm. I don't think either of us are gamers. I mean, just dance. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm not a just dancer <laughs> either, but <laughs> apparently you try to make me yeah. do it at four in the morning while okay. cooking hot dogs okay. or something. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be the villain here. Okay, say this really hot twink says Valentine's Day, come over and play video games. Are you gonna deny that or are you gonna not? Are you gonna do it? Even if you don't know what you're playing, you're going to do it. I think. I mean, I, I'm probably yeah. going to do it and then and then do my best to, like, mess up the video <laughs> game so we don't got to play no more. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the honest. Like, I'm technically savvy, yeah. so, like, I could figure out something to, like, interfere with yeah. the video game. <laughs> All right. So the next one is they offered to take us on a ghost tour. I think that's going to be a clear yeah. winner for us. Like I but, love like yeah. New Orleans and and just like anything. Well, to do honey, with, you like, remember ghost the first episode and, and I said I got done on the grave. Yes, take me there. Take <laughs> me there. I forgot about that. Yes, uh, Mary is going to haunt you, girl, on Valentine's Day. I'm gonna yes. make sure of it. <laughs> All right, someone offers to take us ice skating. You know what? I'm going to love it because I'm okay with that because that can be, you can be, a, you can be ditzy and be like, oh, I can't ice skate. Hold me. You know, you can play into that. I'm in for it. I love it. I, I love see it. that. I, ice skating is one of those things like I really would have to be in the mood, but it, it's a yeah. cute little romantic. So I would like it when yeah. I got there. But the idea. Yeah, no. Knowing that it's play into that. <laughs> Yeah. I could get into it. All right. A wine bar crawl. A wine bar crawl. Okay. First of all. So I guess like a bar crawl, but just with wine? Okay. I'm going to say this. What the fuck is a wine bar crawl? Uh, apparently you go to different places Do and drink crawl? wine. Do you crawl on the a floor? Kentucky thing. Well, like a, a bar crawl is like where you oh, hop okay. bars, like bar when I think when I Yeah, like, but you go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when I think, when you said it, I'm thinking of, you know, in the army when they're training and they're crawling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going underneath like the, if you're going to be, I could see you training for the army now. Like, that's the way you would train. You'd be crawling just to just get to, to get the get wine to, on the other no, side. No, you got the like... wine in your hand as you're crawling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. the... Maybe we should make it. that a game <laughs> and see I, who's like spit. The, the cup, uh... need, the glass needs to still be full. It would not be full. <laughs> you would drink it before you got to the other side, yeah. Leah. No, it's a no. You it's a no for me. It's that. a no for me. <laughs> All right. The next one a trip to the candy store. Hmm. I must say, love, just because, like, I like candy and chocolate and sweet things, and I'm a I'm a like sweets mm. person. So you keep talking about chocolate, you can give somebody the wrong ideal. 
Who ever said it was the wrong idea? I, I never said my preferences other than people know I like twinks. So, okay. Anyway, Moving on. Uh, the next one, a trapeze class. Mm-hmm. A trapeze class. I'm going to say, say no. That sounds adventurous mm-hmm. and fun. That sounds like Honestly, so much fun. Like, no. As long as I don't got to sign like a liability yeah. waiver and like they'll pay no, for the hospital will, bill. Because you're going to so. bounce your ass right <laughs> off that trampoline. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. All right. The next one, a night at the museum. That just it's sounds a no creepy for fun, me. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Have you ever seen I've that seen movie? It. Well, a honestly, night at the museum? I, I used to have a sexual fantasy for Ben Stiller. Mm. I don't even know where to go from there. He's he's a hot. Is this like a Zoolander? No, he, no not fantasy Zoolander. Or like a just um just not. He's a hot. Just him as a man. He's a hot Italian. I don't even know if he's Italian, but he's bow legged. Have you ever seen him walk? I know that man got a big mm-hmm. swung dong. I know he did. <laughs> oh my god! We just all right. There we go. Ben Stiller's got a big slung dong. See, you always get on to me for saying words, and you use words like slung dong, okay? I, you can't make fun of me no more. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, after Ben oh, Stiller's sh- slung dong, how about a, a themed dinner and movie night at home? Oh, definitely down. I hated that one so much, apparently, yeah. that I threw this like, love I'm, thing on the no, floor. No, I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down for that. No, yeah. I would be too. I'm, I'm big, like, I like the little incidents. Yeah, I'm down. All right. The next one, travel around the world. Yeah. I mean, also. A Turkish breakfast is oh, what they've got. Uh, a night in Paris. <laughs> sounds good to me. You know, Ooh. something. Yugoslavia. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to go there, but like, I'll, I'll do Paris with you. So. I mean. <laughs> All right. Roller skating. Oh, definitely. Yes. That yeah. sounds fun. A little adventurous. Something I'm not going to break my neck. That. Yes. <laughs> Binge watch your favorite guilty pleasure. Porn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't going there, but okay. All right, let's see where this is going on this V day. Uh, mine would be I, okay. So when the Fifty Shades movies came out, I always went and saw them with friends mm-hmm. on V day, and like. If I was dating somebody at the time, they always had to wait till like the next day <laughs> to like celebrate because I always oh my to go god see that movie, yeah so. I don't I don't know what <laughs> I think okay honestly mine would be like The Walking Dead yeah that's a good one you and your heart listen stuff. yeah, yeah. I, I you know I I'm obsessed with I don't know zombies <laughs> and aliens <laughs> all right. A poetry reading. Yeah. Mm-mm. See, that, that's, that's me. Yeah, I'm like the romantic, intimate. Like, you take me to, like, something where an author's mm-mm. about to read something. Or, uh, oh, I'll be like, so oh, shut the fuck up. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shopping? Probably depends on where we're going. So I'm going to do, like, a half load okay. on that. Yeah, uh, let's, I'm going to just do a, yeah. That. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. A walk in the park. That could be romantic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Find a little bush and hide away. <laughs> Karaoke. Nah. I'm going to say no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
especially yeah. after V Day. Because like, you could be into it, you could be in although, there in person, and then they hear you sing and be like. Although I will say this, you always are asking about my type. A guy that can sing, uh, or like especially a twink that can sing, ugh, that will have yeah. me like eating out of their hands. I cannot yeah. take it. I obsessed with yeah. people that can sing. Uh, a comedy show. Mm-mm. I'm good. Yeah, I think that'd be I'm good. fun. Uh, a relaxing spa day. Mm-mm, I'm good. That sounds amazing Mm-mm. to me too. I'm ticklish. Anything with a massage. Oh. Uh, an escape room. Oh hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I think that would be. If you seen the If you seen the movie <laughs> Escape Room, uh uh-uh. uh. No right. ma'am. I won't yeah, go into an escape room because one. I watched that motherfucking movie. No. Uh, glamping. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm even fine with camping as long as it's mm. in a warm place, but I know you're not. So. Well, <laughs> I could do camp. Okay. Who does this? Who A joint workout Oh, hell class. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hell no. Because Mm-mm. I would tell you if it's, a, <laughs> if it's a date and you're in the workout class and you accidentally fart, no, ma'am. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not farting in front of my it's train. Over. You can work out. Just don't do a joint on Valentine's Day. Like, just... That's weird. All right. A cup... Okay. So, I almost read this wrong. It says a couple's cooking class, which, as long as I get to eat, that would be okay. But as long as I... If I have to cook, I'm not into it. But I almost read it as a couple's looking class. And I was like, are they, like, talking about swingers? Oh, shit. Yeah. Listen. (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm not going to give it a love. Well, I'm going to give it a love because I like to cook. So I will cook on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. So, yes, I love it. All right. And the last one here, um, it says your astrology fix. So it's like where they take you to a psychic and you both get your tarot oh, cards no, read. Fucking, nah. I, I, I'm all I about it. Let's know, do it. Cleo. No. Mm-mm. We need to. Oh, that sounds fun. We need to have a psychic oh. on this show. We haven't oh, had one of those would, yet. I, like oh, to read God, us. I don't know how it would be. I I would probably cry because then they're going to tell me, like, <laughs> you're going to be sad and alone your whole life. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> die on this day. Like, no, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to no. hear it. No. I'll, I, I'll be down for it on the show, but no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. We'll do it on the show. Uh, yes. Season three. Which is coming in about Yay. a month, people. So be on the lookout. We have some exciting theme shows coming. Uh, season three is going to look a little yeah. different. Actually, it's actually going to look a lot different, but in such a better way. Um, I'm excited. We will see you all there. Uh, but I guess we should introduce uh, one way that we would have a really good Valentine's Day is to watch me. Yes. And... Uh, because, I mean, that's just exciting and romantic and funny and all of the above. So everyone go do that. But uh, hopefully you're joining us on V-Day to watch this interview with Daniel Franzese. Yes! <laughs> we'll see you all in season three. We can't wait. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting. <laughs> and make sure you listen on Thank Spotify. you all. Yes. Today we have our guest of honor for this season, someone who really needs no introduction to us. 
but to some of you younger listeners out there, you, you may not recognize him as well as we do. Uh, he is the co-host of Yes, Jesus podcast with new episodes releasing every Sunday uh, that teach that the phrase gay Christian is not an oxymoron. You may also vaguely know him from a role he played in this film. Uh, it was a little little movie in 2004. Uh, no one really remembers it that well. So, uh, But I think he's pretty proud of it. And so uh, that's Mean Girls. <laughs> that's right uh we have daniel franzese yeah. uh, which is really really hard last name to say for a rural for boy people, yeah i know it's hard it's like you know you guys usually give up around like the like second like vowel and then it just becomes like italian alphabet yeah. <laughs> well we're from uh from louisville kentucky yeah. you know, everybody always pronounces that louisville and, and not Lois me because Bill, i went to the actor's theater of louisville for like workshops in the summer like when I was 19 so okay okay that's great well we are so happy to have you on this show and I, I think the best way to start it off is with your instagram username which is what's up danny that's what's, up. what's going on <laughs> no um hi hi everybody thanks for having me we obviously have so much we want to talk to you uh today about uh but let's talk about life uh after you were cast as dane or before you were cast as Damien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of sparked your career. So, Leo, let yeah. you kick okay. off. So, hello, how are you? Hi. Hi Great Leah. to see you. Good to be um, seen. Good to <laughs> see you. Uh, so, we know that with Yes Jesus podcast that you are a Christian loving gay. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that originate from a religious family growing up? I mean, yeah, I, my parents, um, they converted from Catholicism to Christianity, which is, you know, they're the same but not you know, a lot of different sacraments and stuff. And uh, when I was born, uh, they named me Daniel, which means God is my judge. I don't got no, a, a middle name. My middle name is like a middle finger. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just like, you know, so I just didn't have to worry. I always felt like I had a little bit of like an activist in me, just knowing that I had nobody to answer to, but God, and I could just be myself. And, you know, it was the world that told me different and God that told me, no, we, I still love you the way you are. So yes. I want to spread that message uh, to anyone that could hear it because I needed to hear it when I was little. Yes, we love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i also pretty spiritual myself. I uh, particularly wore the uh, Y'all Need Jesus shirt yes. today for this, uh, for the Ask Jesus podcast guest. I was hoping mine came in the mail today. I have a new one that says, I'm praying for these hoes. Like, uh, that's the one that I always like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Obviously, um, I know with me, I lived in a rural area. I was, I grew up Christian and I had a little bit of a tough time coming out to family. Uh, so how did your family kind of react to you once you came out? Well, you know, it's interesting because we always, we had a very big family. My, my grandfather had uh, 12 brothers and they all lived on the same street with all their families in Brooklyn. So like, like my mom growing up her generation, like all her cousins were her best friends. Like, so we grew up like all real close. So definitely we had some gays up in that mix, you know what I'm saying? And I think that the way I would describe it was like lovingly tolerated as opposed to if not understood, if not like, and it wasn't discriminated against, but you know, they would be able to sit next to each other at the weddings. And we understood that, you know, the lesbians wore pants and the gays were a little, had an open button shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was always just like, you know, the gays in the family. So to me, I, I think that like, I um, saw it, but it wasn't like clear to me, like even in all of the, all of the gay people in our family all had separate bedrooms, you know, which is something that now as a gay man, yeah. it sounds really amazing. Um, <laughs> like I was like, you know, if yeah. I'm gonna live with somebody, I might want a separate bedroom, but I didn't get the idea of it, you know, as far as heteronormativity, you know, because 
you had kids and then the kids took the other bedrooms but if you had an extra one maybe you would right. your own, you know but in the world of heteronormativity oh, yeah. and in the like high productivity of like catholic off the boat italians like mm-hmm. it was just not um the way so to me i was kind of yeah. good at a lot of things when i was little like i could talk before i could walk and i could spell really early and i had eighth grade reading level in kindergarten and i was a little show bear since like the day i was born <laughs> a little circus bear you know <laughs> like but um I think that like being straight is like what I failed at. Yeah. You know, so that's like, and to me, I yeah. felt like I was failing God somehow. Mm. Right. Did you often hear the phrase, uh, uh, love the sin or hate the sin? Yeah. That's, that sort of phrase. That, those kind of things are like, like, like kind of offensive to me. You know, that's like some of my best friends yeah. are gay. Like, it's like, no, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> right. It doesn't make you an ally. Like, there's other things that have to happen a lot. You know, we learn so much now. We learn so much more. And I feel like, um, you know, I like to keep things light. I'm a comedian, like I'm funny or something, but like, (laughs) but like, I feel like I still got to be real first, you know? And like, uh, like LGBTQ people lost like a generation of like teachers and authors and and writers and clergy people and all these other kind of people to AIDS. And it's like, so my generation kind of was like this feral (laughs) generation of like gays trying to figure out how to do what and where and whatever. And so I feel like it's the new uh elders at this point it's our mission to sort of like double tell as much as we can share the stories of people who maybe died with their tales because they didn't have families that accepted them or understood they didn't have shows like looking or pose or mm-hmm. whatever to show different kinds of story lines and show people because that's how we reach people as artists by going in there getting in their homes you yeah know? everybody knows pray tell on pose yeah, you know? so yeah. That's what you get inside their living room, you know, and I think that that's what it is. And I tell that to any young person that's like, what's the greatest thing that you could do as a performer that's trying to make it? And I say, just put yourself in your work, because like, honestly, like every single thing I got made fun of is a reason I'm cashing a check today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I found, I took it up to yeah. God and God turned my pain point into a paid point. And yes. so I am. I'm anointed <laughs> so to good. anointed to be disjointed. And so I'm here to tell all the crazies out there, all the people who feel like they don't belong, like that God loves them. And I mean, that's a very simple thing for me yes. to say and believe. And I'll say it as loud as anybody will hear it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Amen. That's so true. Uh, so obviously we would uh, make a lot of fans mad if we did not talk about the gay <laughs> iconic role that you portrayed in your youth. Uh, but I actually, I just want to send a personal thank you because that was the first gay role that I ever saw on television. Um, and I remember watching that movie and, and thinking, you know, I may not be too gay to function, but I do still think I like men. (laughs) So, uh, how close is the character Damien to your actual personality? I think when I spoke about what Damien was going to be like, I knew that I was going to go all in. I always try to go all in on everything I do. And so I was like, oh, am I going to get blonde tips? And am I going to be like, hey, girl, like down the hallway? And they were kind of like, no, they were like, I think it's you're, you're, you know, you're gay and you're deep down and you're okay with it, but you're kind of in that sweet spot between figuring out who you are in that first kiss. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what a sweet, like loving yeah. place to play it. Because gays have such tragic stories or like, you know, Damien could have already been like a bitch because he had been like messed with or, you know, but he wasn't. It was right. like he just kind of was in this innocence that we don't get to see a lot. And I think that that's what resonated so much with people. And I think that I mean, now it's actually interesting because to watch Gray Henson's um, performance, his Tony nominated performance as Damien in the musical of Mean Girls, 
like that was yeah. incredible because he talked about like having affairs at summer stock and like you know dating people <laughs> and he was a fully fledged teen of today but for 2004 i think damien one of the sweetest letters i got was from a girl who said that she was southern from texas and like <laughs> that she had a gay best friend from school and she was never allowed to like really have him over but then after mean girls came out the mom was like he's damien like bring him over kind of thing like damien became like a <laughs> like a, a descriptor he's a damien you know and for a lot of people good and bad like another guy said he got beat up because he was chubby and tortured for being a sissy in yeah. school, and then the movie came out and on his freshman day of high school, the popular senior girls were like, you're like Damien, come sit with us. And he was popular for all of high school. Wow, that's using, so... And he's like, people called me in and it used to bother me at first, but then it became something I was proud of. So there's this whole group of people and of all different genders and all different colors and all different <laughs> kinds of people who felt like they identified with the other, which is like what Damien represented at that time. You know, there wasn't a lot of other in Hollywood teen kind of movies. Wow. And I think that all of those people... You know, um, they're, they're my house of Glen Coco. Like, that's why I say I have the house of Glen Coco. <laughs> like you know, they stuck with me. And I'm glad I could be something that I needed. Because I didn't have anything in media when I was a kid that I could look at and say, yes, oh, me, yes, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely relate to that. That's amazing. Except uh, maybe the club kids on Geraldo. I was like, oh, I'm kind of like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, we all w watch that show. That's a really old show. No, uh, many people don't remember Geraldo. <laughs> Telling my I was age in the movie you. Party Monster of the Club Kids, so I do know all the Club Kids. But I was yeah. th that's what I watched, and that was the one thing that I saw that like had kind of representation. I was like, do I have to go to New York and become a Club Kid and wrap myself in bubble wrap dresses yeah. just to get like right. just wow. to feel comfortable? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Daniel, one of our listeners, uh, LK Pharrell. Uh, submitted a question. He asks, in 2020, 2014, you wrote a coming out letter to Damien. Did he ever write you back or did he ghost you? Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> I don't think Damien could ever ghost me because I li like, I'm living with Damien right now. Like, I feel like this character has given so many people I mean, even you said it, Curtis. Like, I think that's so sweet of you to say something like that. But if it meant that much to you, and you said something, there's a thousand people who didn't say anything. And I yeah. know that, that yeah. I know that character really like reached so many people. And I'm happy. I'm happy that I gave people a table at their friends' dinners in their friends' homes, or that it let a guy have someone to sit with at lunch, or that it stopped someone from getting their head shoved in a locker or a toilet. Like I think that was a really I mean, I was scared. I was closeted at the time when I played the part, but I did it because yeah. like I knew it pushed the envelope and I knew I was like, if I'm gonna play gay, it's gonna be something like this that's progressive and doesn't just make fun of gay people for just being gay. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are actually uh, rural youth, uh, kids that are in high school, just like Damien was, and they are dealing with something that is very different than what we had whenever we went to school. And they have dealt with the times of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you think that Damien would have spent his quarantine time uh, and where would he be now? I tell you, there's a part of me that feels bad for y'all that had to miss a lot of things like your graduation yeah. your dances or mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Cause I was talking about it with a friend earlier and I like, I thought high school was going to be like Greece or like, or like say by the bell. I was ready to be like, <laughs> we go together. I'll take them tater tots, you know, like give me some more yes. chicky tendies. It's not like that. Like it, it kind of sucked just like everything else does. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, I think that um, maybe this, 
your generation like is going to be the generation that's going to contribute so much to the future because you have the time to sort of like be better at watercolor on TikTok. I know that that doesn't seem like something that you really <laughs> want to do, but it's something I want to do and I don't have a lot of time to do. Right. I'm just saying like there, there's things that like uh, you're, you're going to, um, you know, and maybe you'll be the best party thrower to the future. You'll have the most badass weddings and your kids will have the most bomb like bat mitzvahs and sweet 16s because you didn't even <laughs> have it. So you're just bringing like a whole renaissance of parties coming. So I think work really hard. Get, get as much knowledge as you can in these years when the parties are BS anyway, and then really just like live a whole happy life of just like chilling with your family. That's yeah. really great. So that's, <laughs> that's my prayer and wish for this generation. Yeah. That, and that, that's really great. And it's funny that you was having that conversation with your friend. I was having a conversation with my coworker a few days ago about, uh, I wish uh, high school for me was like euphoria. <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> just for the outfits alone i just I was so bored of looking right? at everybody from the same walmart and target stuff i was like come on i i, I was, was like somebody like, break out a modified jumpsuit i i, I was like <laughs> i haven't seen that many cocks like seriously unless you're in the locker room so curtis for always sure. look at me or like a chicken farm i don't know uh, like either way yeah um you know um sign me up. <laughs> I know. Sign me up too. Um, I've never been one to give away a free meal. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) girls got to eat, baby. Right. Uh, Okay. Uh, You may have answered this, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask this. When you uh, read the script for Damien, did you think the LGBTQ community would love your character as much as they do? Or did you have any fears about playing that role? I thought that it was good. I felt like, I was the too gay to function is the only bad thing that's said about Damien in the movie. Mm -hmm. They never called him fat. They never were like, that guy's gay. Ew. There weren't anything like that about him. He just like was there. And I think that subtle acceptance that like, I mean, he was about gender neutral bathrooms before anyone. Yeah. Damien was like in the girl's bathroom. Like it was, it was shocking back then. Now, you know, gay kids might be able to pull that off. (laughs) Yeah. But back then that was like, what the hell? He's in the girl's bathroom. Ah! Like, it was like, you know, in 2004, you just didn't see it. Yeah. But I was in clubs in the girls' bathroom with my girlfriends. So I was like, now I'm, like, seeing that. Like, that's something that nobody knew about us. Like, you know, in the gay clubs, we'd all be in both bathrooms all the time. And Yeah. I felt like um, just little subtle things like that really made a difference. It gave, like, a little uh, heart to, you know, all these stories. We've been hearing so many sad stories. Like I said, it was nice to see, like, a funny story that wasn't stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. Not to go into sad stories, but uh, going into kind of the rural gay experience. Uh, whenever I watched that movie, I recall one line specifically, and I, I didn't relate as much to uh, Damien's character as I as I remember this line about the Remington bolt action rifle, uh, and you know the one that uh, God invented for fighting the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Right. So that was like. The area that I lived in, I could see anybody saying that line. What would you say to those kids growing up in those environments still today um, about some of those like false religious beliefs and, and unaccepting behavior? I just think, you know, it, it really came clear when we all talk about how love is love, because honestly, like anybody who follows the teachings of Jesus Christ or anybody who follows God and wants to live a godly loving life knows that love is in the details and love is who you are and love is in the little 
tiny special things that God made you and the little gifts that God gave you. Like anybody that can't concentrate on that and is concentrating on the hate too much is just not doing it right. Like it's just too like I think I call them Christians. Like you know, like really they think they're so special, <laughs> they think they're so perfect. It's like it's not even that. Like I feel like. God doesn't want anybody that's perfect. Like we're here, we're all here as broken people. And yes. we're all here kind of asking questions. I'm not perfect. Yeah. And when it comes to like separating the sin and the sinner, just like I think we're realizing that there's a whole gender and sexuality spectrum. I really think there's a spirituality uh, spectrum as well. And I think that that spectrum includes the ability to find a place where you could not slut shame yourself and just be able to experience everything that you want to experience in this world like and do the things you want to do as long as they're consensual and they come from a place of like goodness and heart and the idea of like pre- pleasuring each other and sex could be like like a stress reducer sex mm-hmm. could be something that helps you like gain more confidence and wake you up about things and sex could be a way to chest out husband or a wife and try to see what a partner and try to see what kind of qualities you like or learn some skills and the way to please them from someone who's just dumb and pretty like you know there's a lot of things everyone doesn't have to be the special package and i think part of the puritanical heteronormative normative culture has taught us that we have to want certain things as as a gender or want certain things as um a, a sexuality that we need to hold up to some certain standards and as queer people become more and more accepted and they have more call to sack lives with like the cute babies and the whole thing and the whole dream I don't want them to lose their fierce queerness. Queerness, yeah. like our sexuality, has been formed by by years and years and years of oppression and years of us like having to put things in the shadows that we're sorry if we think dark rooms are sexy. Like we can't <laughs> help it. You've been pushing us in them for hundreds of years, so it's yeah. kind of like. I, so I kind of feel like I'm sorry. Like I think that part of those we can have those kind of moments. We can have those kind of free moments. It's our privilege as a queer person to be sexual. And I think that every time you give a blowjob, you are doing like a political act. And I feel like there, I, I feel like there are, so I, and anytime you're holding your boyfriend or girlfriend's hand in public, you're doing the same. And I feel like the best thing, nobody cares about what you're doing in your bedroom, ex- except the people who care too much. Okay. So to those people, you have to say, forget it. I really don't want to know what my pastor is doing in his bedroom. He does not have to know what's going on at mine. He or she. Okay. Right. Or they. And and the way I feel is like, just whoever you are, you don't need to know what's going on. Unless you're putting it out there, then we're going to comment on it. If you get OnlyFans, trust and believe I'm going to put a heart and a great one. You got a good one on you. Like, right. (laughs) But unless, but if you're putting it out there for a comment, that's one thing. But if you have a private life, that's your private life. Yeah. Nobody should ever judge you. And just like my name says, Daniel, like only God is your judge. So those people need to just, and here's something that I feel bad. I do pray and pity and have empathetic feelings for the haters because you know, it doesn't say anything clear about homosexuality in the Bible because all in the Bible, there wasn't even a such thing as that back then. They didn't have a name for it. There weren't people that were trying to do that, like in that way. Gay <coughs> sex was just sex with a man. Like, yeah. and so it was like an interest, it was a different kind of thing. And the word homosexual is added to the Bible in 1946. And there's all these different perspectives you right. can take on joseph's dream coat and how that dream coat in 46 ad was actually a ketanit pasim which meant a princess dress so joseph was probably genderqueer or maybe even a trans person of color but these perspectives are kept from us somebody sits up there on the pulpit (coughs) holds a book and then sits out there and points and tells us what we need to do when it's our job as true christians to look inside the mirror of the bible and try to find what it is that it's trying to say to me 
it's not about what it's trying to say to my sister or unless I'm praying about that. It's, mm-hmm. tr- it's Then I'm praying for what I need to say to my sister because the Bible's not going to speak to her yeah. unless she reads it. Like, you can't read it to somebody else. Yeah. And so I think that that's the whole thing. It's like you have to interpret it. It's your own thing. And these people that are Bible pointers and thumpers, they're just not it. Like, I think the true spirituality of God is finding the beauty in everyone and everything and trying to live in that kind of a consciousness and trying to, like, travel this yeah. world, trying to make everybody's life a little bit easier by you being a part of the world. We all just we all, all just trying to survive. If yes. you're, like, a famous person with, like, if you're with a billion dollars, yeah. if you're if you're one of the Kardashians or if you're a baby that was left by um, an, 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 a woman in a fortunate situation in a dumpster, okay? Whatever the situation is, both of those jobs are to survive the flood or whatever. And so it's like, we just want to do it as comfortably as possible yeah. without hurting as least people as possible. And I think that those people, I pity them because I feel like there will be a judgment day and there will be a day that they will be faced with judgment on the mm-hmm. things that they've done in their life. And it says very clearly in the Bible that the, the that will be judged by the way you judged others. Mm. So their their weight of judgment is going to be on how much they judge you. Now, yeah. when it hurts, when someone says to you, "Oh, you're a fatty, fatty, fat, fat," or whatever it is that gets that would have got my little eleven year old heart. Whatever gets your little eleven year old heart. That's the thing that God's saying. That's what I did to make you different. That's what I did to make you special. When you hear your pain point, bitch, it's your paid point. Mm. I get paid for being fat. People love me as the chubby big guy. I'm still sexy if I want to be on shows like Looking. I could go be ugly if I want to be. But this is who my body type is. I'm comfortable with who I am in my skin. I love myself. And honestly, I tell people all the time, like self-love is such a huge part of being being connected to God. So, like, forget Valentine's Day because I like to me. I'm like, <laughs> pee a pop, pull up, learn, and this and that, right? That's a, that should be a self love day for you. Yeah. Because honestly, like, if you're per- so Valentine's Day is a a stupid holiday that I feel like is created for unromantic people to feign, be reminded by a hundred different CVSs that they have to be romantic on one day. <laughs> it is a corporate holiday, okay. If, you, if I love you and you're with me, trust me, every day is Valentine's Day. We got, I got Valentine's Day off. You better be rubbing my feet. <laughs> but that's what I say to these people who feel like they feel left out and they, they feel unloved and they feel that kind of thing. Like, you have to find the beauty in your imperfections, truly. Yeah. It may start with lying to yourself, but all of that is God's message. You know, mm-hmm. so these people who give you the hard thing, you know, it's like you can't <laughs> call it what God made junk. You know, I, I get so sad. I, I'm just yeah. going to go on a rant right now. You're going to have me preaching. Lit. In this room That's right good. Now. Listen. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'm ready to shout, honey. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, feel free to shout up in it because this is, a, I don't want to just derail the conversation, but I'm going to tell you, I was with Azariah, my co-host, and we were at the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, and it was so much fun. We dressed to the nines. Yeah. Everybody was dressed to the elevens. We were clacking <laughs> fans and screaming for our head off for the queens. As we should. And we had so much fucking fun. And then when Rue came out, it was bananas. Okay. It was like bananas (laughs) in pajamas. And it was unbelievable. Like people were screaming. And I was like, man, this is church. I was like, they just got it like one notch on the dial off. Like when you kind of hear Spanish music playing over the pop station Mm -hmm. by accident when you go through a tunnel. Like I was like, they're just one (laughs) section off. Like, and I'm just like, if they took this to church, the, the rewards that God could give them. Yeah, for this kind of a vibration, and it's misguided because gay people were lied to, queer people, LGBTQ people, IA plus, we were lied to. We were told that it wasn't for us. Our dear Jesus is asexual. 
or are you saying he had sex and had sexual <laughs> thoughts about Mary Magdalene? Because you had a big uproar about that when Martin Scorsese suggested it in The Last Temptation of Christ. There was boycotts and everything else. Yeah. Or Jesus doesn't have you know, sexual thoughts. Then he's asexual and he's in our LGBTQ rainbow umbrella. Yeah. He would have been in the front oh, of the pride parade <laughs> holding that pride flag like this with all of the sinners. And who gives a fuck? Like wow. I say yeah. truly, like, you know, um, it's important to know that. You know, it's important to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and... You know, and I don't know. I lost my train. Yeah. yeah. Excited thinking about so one of the, one thing be- before we jump into this next segment, um, I saw the statistic the other day that uh, percentage wise for Christians and people going to church, every statistic and like demographic was going down except for one. And that one demographic was LGBTQ community and it's going up. Right. Because so we miss it. That was just because we, so we woke yeah. the F up. We said, wait a second. We got as soon as they said we could get married, we were like, "Oh, what happened to our? Can we get married here? No. What do you mean? Right. We can't have your cake. We, can we re- can't go inside the Catholic yeah. Church because they don't bust in. But I thought we're legally married. Hold on a second. Should you still be tax exempt? Yeah. And we started to like wake up and wondering <laughs> these kind of questions and saying these kind of things. And it takes allies to speak up. Like it takes our allies to yeah. speak the most because they know we want it. Yeah, And let me tell you something. There's a lot of these churches, and I know y'all see them in the South. They sound like gyms. They're like energized, pump, like, like you yeah. know, like surge, church, you know, like whatever you want to call them, right? And they'll <laughs> let gay people come in, and they'll they'll let you hold hands with your boyfriend and wear matching vests, wear, wear pastels on Easter, and because you add color to the church, and they'll let you sit in the front, and they'll let you hold hands and everything else, but they won't marry you, and they won't let you ride to roles right. of leadership in that church. And if you have a child, the child can't go to the school because right. the policy of the greater church who pays your pastor's check is saying no. I asked some of these churches that I like around the room because I love a good church and there's an amazing church on here. And I said, are you guys LGBTQ affirming? And they go, we don't, I don't really know, but everyone's welcome. I said, no. I said, but I want to know, like, are you affirming? Right. Like, you know, like, do you, are, it's not just about being welcome in the doors. It's about you know, you're a public institution. I can walk in any public institution I want. You're not private. So, like, that's not the point. The point is, like, can people work there? Well, I don't know about policy, but Pastor So-and-so loves everyone. Like, see, that's a shady situation for me. Like, because I can't get yeah. baptized there, and I can't get married there. And I, and, but you'll take my pink dollars. You'll take my pink money, right. you know? And it's going to take, like, I said, you know, talking to, like, a, like a pregnant woman, for instance, and saying, excuse me, like, you know, an affirming gay ally pregnant woman who goes to a church. Are you pregnant? Congratulations. That's amazing. Like, are you going to raise your baby in the church? Of course. My baby's going to go to Sunday school. Well, that's amazing. Like, you know, because that's how I grew up. I loved it. It was good. I'll be like, but um, what if your baby ends up being gay? When your baby's like 13, 16, comes to you and says, I'm gay. Well, I'll love my baby no matter what. Well, I think that's also amazing. Well, what if the church says to you, well, your baby's not welcome here. Well, then I'll take him out of the church. So why submit the baby to 13 to 16 years of secret subliminal unwelcoming vibes like you know when you're pregnant find out that your church is gay affirming in the event that your child might be gay so you know that the church that you're putting your money into that you're building a foundation with that you're building a community with and a network of spiritual warriors and people that are praying for on your family you don't want them praying against your child like, do you know what I'm saying? This is what we yeah. have to figure out now. Absolutely. If you're affirming, you need to know now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I found, 
it's the same way. Like, I think we've learned so much from the Black Lives Matter movement, mm -hmm. I think, which was like way overdue and way needed. And mm -hmm. I think just beginning and there's so much more work to do with it. But what we have learned is George Washington, you know, didn't have no wooden teeth. He had the teeth of his slaves in wooden gums and they just made us paint. Some Why was I cutting up some fake wooden teeth in kindergarten? Stop teaching me fake stuff. <laughs> We need critical race yeah. theory. We need to have um, uh, LGBTQ history classes. We need to have comprehensive sexual education. Some people don't even know the history of HIV and AIDS or that it's still mm -hmm. out there and that the rise in trans yes. in, uh, and things are, gr are growing and the rise of new infections. And we need to make sure that these kids know what PrEP is so they can prepare themselves and take it, you know, and not be afraid of things like that. And so there's nobody, you know, I, I go to Washington and I said it and I was like, oh, maybe one day I could be like, a mayor or something, but I have more effect coming on your podcast and talking mm -hmm. directly to yeah. people like your listeners. And that way your listeners are more equipped with things to say when they get conversations in their homes, because that's where it matters than me trying to pass some law or a bill where the politician is just wait about worried about who's going to pay the money for their next uh, time that they're going to run for yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think our, our listeners definitely gone. There's a lot to learn from this interview because I mean, this is some amazing information. What's the anniversary issue you had? We had to go good. We had yes. to go right. Oh One my of the God. things is like, I really want to make sure I say it is be an example of love. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Because if you're walking around as a gay person and you're loving your partner and you're just giving them all the love in the world, everyone's going to want that and see that and want yeah. that for themselves. And they're going to see you and they're yeah. going, you're in love and look at those dads and look at those moms and look at them and look at they <laughs> and how much, how, how much they all are in love. And like, I think that's what people are, an example of love is the best thing you could be because God is love. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yanshizan. Yanshizan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask a question because like I'm gonna derail from my script for a minute, uh, because Do like it. this is setting on me. Because I'm 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 feeling the right. spirit right now. Yes. I'm I'm encouraged Good. and I'm okay, so I'm a performer. Nice highly favored. Yes, yes, yes. Um I'm a performer. <laughs> I perform locally here at uh the bar play. Uh, I've been performing 30 years plus. I grew up in Texas. I'm very spiritual. I'm, I was Catholic, born Catholic, but became Baptist. And you know how we carry on in the Baptist churches and stuff. So I grew up with gospel music. This is, I, I want your opinion because listening to you, um, you know, I've been so stuck, you know, doing like the top fours and stuff like that. Um, and I do love my spiritual music. Sometimes I want to do my spiritual music on this show. Do you think it's inappropriate for me to do a gospel no. song on the show? Because I feel like I'm Absolutely I'm not. relaying a message. Are you kidding me? This is this <laughs> is the kind of stuff that you have some church hurt with, right? Yeah. Now? Okay. Because here's the thing: is it ever a wrong a wrong time to say hallelujah? No. Got some no. praise or use some of the gifts that you've been given. No. When God gives you gifts, that's God shining a light on you. Okay. And when you use those gifts, that's you becoming a reflective surface. So you can push that light onto other people and give them an opportunity to bask in it. Right. So you are honoring God anytime you're using your gifts, baby. It doesn't matter what you, I had somebody on Reddit say, cause I'm please, I'm all up in the gay Christian. <laughs> trying to just like send a message. Out. <laughs> but like there's one person on Reddit um, who said, should I stop drawing erotic art? It's like my passion, but I'm afraid that it might help someone slip into some sin. And I was like, you're not responsible for their sin. Like eroticism is beautiful. Yeah. And it can be used for many things. It could arouse couples together. It could be something that people just appreciate for your shading and your nuance of color. Like there's a lots of reasons art inspires. So Scott gave you a gift. Do it. Pursue yeah. it. 
There's yeah. nothing sinful about that. And I yeah. think trying to mix those things are things that other people told us. See, this is where I was getting to before. Like when we were at the RuPaul's Drag Race finale, we take us back there for a minute, right? Like, like it, people think it's weird when you want to like raise your hand and praise God, or you want to like feel God's presence or whatever, or, you, or if someone got a bit fainted or something, people would be like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Look at that holy roller or whatever. But you'll see them doing all that shit in the front row of like a Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a Gaga yeah. concert. Yeah. It's like yeah. at some point, gay people were just told <laughs> you can't have God, but it's okay to like have Gaga. Like, yeah. Even Beyonce's like, um, you know, I'm not Jesus. I don't walk on water. Like, right. you know I mean, she's got to come up with a whole song about it to let yeah. y'all know, like, I'm not Christ. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just because the whole, the whole problem with it is, is that we were told somewhere that was a lie. Like, I mean, I, like, I'm asking you, I know you got something good, Leo. What's your prize? Like, when, something that's like your prized possession. Like, if there was a fire, you were going to like grab it and run out of the house. Um, like, like, what's like a fashion fave or like, do you have a pet, Amy? Do you got a pet? Anybody? Curtis, I don't have a pet? a pet, but I have my, I have oh, my, yeah. my, my pageant <laughs> crowns that I've won. Okay. I got your drag. I have- <laughs> no, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question right now. Can I have one of your pageant crowns? Oh, uh, of course. I got like, 40. No, 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 no. Can I have, what if I wanted all of them? Oh no, 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 no. Weird, no. right? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because Why? I worked, I worked so hard. Right, but can have your God? Yes. Can have your God? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? When someone comes out of the closet, they they say you can't have your God. Yeah. They take it with you at the door, like a a passport, and they try to take God away from gay people. They say, God doesn't want you in this house. You can't have him anymore. Right. God is my, God is my center. God is my keystone. Like, I would be so, I would be off in orbit without God in my life. Yeah. And trust me, I've seen the worst and the worst in Hollywood. I mean, just look at every movie I've, and project I've ever done on IMDb. Google the entire cast and almost one and each one has been to rehab mm. or has died Mm-mm. or has been in trouble. Mm. I've seen the worst of the worst. But the difference between me and them is I have God. I am not perfect by any means. Right. I have passed out drunk. I had done all kinds of crazy things in my youth. <laughs> I do not want to be judged upon who I was at 22 by any means. So, But I want to tell the 22-year-old that's listening that that doesn't mean you can't have God. Yeah. Like, you can go to the club and do cocaine and mm-hmm. go home and suck a dick and still love God. Like whatever. I'm just saying like, that's not maybe the way that you might want to live. That's not going <laughs> to, that kind of existence doesn't always like, it doesn't always make a lasting life. Yeah. It doesn't always make someone yeah. that can sustain or build other things. It depends on what you want out of life. If you want all the great things that God has to offer, like a loving partner and a family and all these other things, then you're going to have to make sacrifices that other people won't do. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to give up a lot of yeah. that kind of a lifestyle. I'm not, not in a judgmental way, but in a practical way. Right. Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with God. Yeah. God's with you through all of that. He's, he's with you at your worst time. He's with you crying drunk on the corner. Mm-hmm. Like you ever see the footprints in the sand thing? God's mm-hmm. with you the whole way. Mm-hmm. The only people that love you from the time you were born to the time you die and are with you the entire time is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. To me, like everybody else yeah. kind of fails, you know, family might die or trail off or go somewhere. You might lose someone, you know, you whatever. And they might not be there the moment you fall, but God will always be there. Don't turn your back on God. Don't let the, people will say, "Oh my Louis Vuitton, oh my puppy Rocky." Yeah. Would I, if I wanted to take your dog or your Louis or your crowns, would you let me? Mm. No. No. So, but 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 we so easily give up God. Yeah. It's so crazy to me because that's if that's something that you truly believe in, if that's something that you felt the miracles, if you've like felt things, if you've seen 
God do a work in your life. Yeah. If you know that God is real, if God is someone that I don't even care, because to me, someone could be like, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight all day. But at the end of the day, when you're all alone in the room and your hand are in your pants, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I don't have to, you can tell yourself True. what you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what makes you hot and what makes you not. Right. 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 But it's the same thing. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, if you're sitting alone in your room and you really are talking to God, and you're talking to God like a father who's mm-hmm. like been with you forever, then you know already. Yeah. And you're letting someone else say, t- tell you no. And that's fucked yeah. up. That <laughs> is, yeah. What else to say yeah. about it? You know what I mean? I try to be yeah. as real as possible because I don't want to be Danny uh, like in a suit, you know, um, and show up at church and be Danny in a suit. And then you're going to catch me all up in a leather harness at the Eagle. Yeah. Because both Danny's exist. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm allowed yeah. to be like a full, fluid, yes. sexual, <laughs> human yes. man and like gay man and like love that. And I could love that and embrace that about myself and still have God in my life. Right. So like I said, I'm not perfect, I but that. I'm not perfect. I'm just looking for the answers. And that's what we do on a podcast. We try to find the answers together. Yeah. We don't know, you know? Yeah. We, we, we don't know either. Well, we don't call it Bible study. We I call it it's... Bible wondering because <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, actually perfect time with all this spiritual stuff. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. How did that come to be and like what brought you all to do that podcast? Uh, You know, well, I had said to God, I had made a deal with God in my head that if I could just pretend I'm straight and be a liar for a little bit, that I promised when I came out, my platform would be about gays can love God and be gay. Like I said that just let me get through this point. Let me get make some movies. Let me make some money. But God's funny, like my biggest movie, I was still being something that was closer to myself than anything. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you try to, you, you want to make a God... sense of humor. What did you say? <laughs> I said, he, she, they has a sense of humor. Yes, so. yes. You know, actually, one thing that's interesting about talking about God when it comes to gender is that we found out in the podcast is that the he in the Bible was actually ye, which is what Kanye West changed his name to. And that with a capital, mm-hmm. that was a pronoun that was reserved only for God. So God is genderless and is always meant to be referred to as genderless, but but um, the printing press changed it to a he. Um, so in right. actuality, when we do refer to God as him, we are referring to the capital H I M, the mm-hmm. Gaga references, which has nothing to do with gender. So I don't I don't speak yeah. of a God that's like some old white man with like a big old beard. Like that ain't my idea of God at all. Right. If that is your idea of God, I think it is extremely limiting to what God is could be. God is all powerful. God is all of us. You know, I think that God would have a better chance, you know, of, um, you know, looking like something like an alien than looking like any of us, you know, any any one gender. So to me, like, but but that's beside the point. The point is, I just wanted to make sure that you didn't think that I was making a masculine gendered God as my choice of pronouns, because because that's important. I think that it's important that people know these perspectives are not new, like something like that gender perspective yeah. on God was a shock to me. It, now to learn while I was working on the podcast from our deacon, Ross Murray, who is a deacon over at GLAAD. Um, he is also the media trainer at GLAAD and he um, is our producer. I met him when I did the show Looking. I was the first character on television <coughs> within six years time to be, my character was HIV positive and there hadn't been another HIV right. positive storyline. So they had to train me for hours and hours on all of the current statistics and everything on media tra- and Ross trained me and we met there. And when I found out he was a deacon, I shared my love of Christ with him and we've always been fond of each other. But when this project happened, which you asked, which was the original question, um, we were like, we were planning on doing it. I had, this was my promise. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were like, why not now? 
And Azariah, who's like my best, my bestie, we like smoke weed and talk about God all the time. And we were like, let's do this on the air. And let's like, kind of, you know, people should be hearing <laughs> yeah. some of these conversations. Like I'm not alone meeting you and you're not yeah. alone meeting me. Like other people probably would want to hear this. And so, um, you know, we, we linked up with Oddity and Jesse Bustillos, who's our, uh, Jessica Bustillos, who's our executive. She was so impassioned about this project. And in the process of it came out as a lesbian. Um, left her marriage, wow. but her husband is, you know, uh, her ex-husband still wow. works with us on the show. We're all one, but you know, it was just a big, so many incredible, unbelievable things have come out of the show. We've gotten people from Tokyo and Chile and <coughs> Paris and, um, all over the U S especially in the South who like listen in and you leave us praise reports and prayer requests and talk to us. And so this is now this is bigger than me. I'm like, it's hard to do every Sunday yeah. to record. Um, and sometimes we record two, episodes on a sunday if we have a guest to try to bank some in case some emergency comes up but yeah. you know it's a big dedication for the past three seasons to uh you know do this in our lives but i i don't think i could live without it it is my church like i love these people and so i mean i you know so much has happened i uh i got fired from a catholic university um after you know yeah. uh the Pope made a statement from the Vatican saying that they wouldn't allow same sex marriages. They fired me right after that. And then they used the podcast titles um, against me. Like some of the funnier ones, like Jesus is the OG zombie. Mm, <laughs> like, wow. And like, you know, but, the, wow. but some of that's, you know, and also can you thank God for a good blow job, which I knew was controversial, but like the whole point is like, Maybe. you know, <laughs> if you listen, the thing is, is if you listen to the podcast, we talk about e pray love and about how the love is sometimes sex. Yeah. And yeah. how like, some people will be false and say like, thank God. Oh, I really thank Jesus. I needed that cruise. But like, you were like blowing the bellboy the whole cruise. So is you thanking Jesus for that? Like low key, like in a veiled thank you, instead of just saying thanks God for that beautiful trip that was filled with food, <laughs> friends, sex, and love. And like, yeah. you know, like it could be part of the gratitude. Like it doesn't have to be this <laughs> yes. dirty little secret that we've like pushed under some kind of a rug. Right. If you're if you're doing it, you should stand behind it, you know? Otherwise there's something is shady about what you're doing. Like and if you want to feel full mm -hmm. and like unequivocally like free with your sexuality, then you really need to have some resolution with your spirituality. If that's something that you possess. Because if you're turning your back on it, you're never going to fully have a fully realized sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I think unless you go all the way to the dark side. And mm -hmm. I say that by where you have um, soul stealing sex, which, you know, I think that like uh, sex work is work. I'm, I'm all for like people who are strippers or dancers or something like that. But if you're doing that in a way where it's eating you alive and you're doing it in a way where it's not feeding your soul and feeding yourself and like then you have to double check yourself mm -hmm. you know that's your discernment yeah. that's part of the gifts that god gives you but if you're blocking god out you're losing your discernment and you can get lost in a very dark world and i'm doing very dark things so i'm just concerned like about the souls of the christians that judge gay people <clears throat> and i'm concerned about the the souls of the gay people who listen to those stupid assholes you know what right, i mean like right. I, i'm more concerned about People just kind of saying like, you know, um, I want to be, everyone always wants to be centered. It's so weird how everyone wants to do everything but Jesus. Like they're like, oh, I'll pray to a rock. It's got like this great energy and I'll throw it in the sun. And they'll be like, oh, or I'll like, you know, no, my God is Gaga. Like, you know, you know or the, it'll be fashion and everything will be labels because right. that somehow brings them, they think closer to divinity. Yeah. When really divinity is in you, God is in all of us. And gays, like we reclaim everything, so why don't we reclaim the church? That's is, where I'm at. Me and Azzy call right? it reclaiming like, our pride. 
like yeah. as I mean, Azariah, okay, this is Azariah Southworth, my co-host. I wish he was here. You should have him on. You should have him on as guest. But Azariah was um, on TBN on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, which was the Christian uh, channel, and he mm-hmm. um, was the host of a show called Remixed, where he was touring with all of the different Christian bands, and he was kind of like their Carson Daly, and he was really getting kind of great secular numbers because it was about music and. People were like finding things out. And then once he came out as gay, like he lost it all. Like the Lord gave him a gift and and like the ability to go and be in media and do such a wonderful thing. And then after that, he works in a bank, which is not a sad tale because he's great and he makes great money. Yeah. But I said to him, you need to get back in front of the camera. You need to be on this thing because that was your calling that God gave you. You were doing works in people's life. You were bringing God to people through music. Like, and through your gifts of being yeah. able to be a music fan. And he was so geeky about the musicians and he knew all their stats and everything. And he toured with them and gave up a lot of his life that he completely got the rug pulled out of him just because he was queer. Wow. And to me, that's what it's about. It's about reclaiming it. It's about being the fully realized version yeah. of who you are in every aspect. I love that the rainbow is the symbol for the LGBTQI plus community. One, because it's God's promise also, but also because... There's so many colors, and especially with the progress flag, when I look at that, like there's so many different colors on that rainbow that there's so many different colors of us. Mm-hmm. There's so many different sides of us. Like we really have to be able to explore all of those different sides in order. Like we got one life. We're on this earth one time. It's like we need to be able to feel all of that stuff. And I think that there's a way to do all of that stuff and still honor God. Yeah. I don't think that God necessarily cares if you're like, making out with a stranger on molly like i don't like i mean maybe don't do that but i'm just saying like i don't think that that's the thing that god's like well now you can't enjoy the fruits of heaven and you'll never see a doggy from middle school again no right i don't see that kind of to me that's not my spirituality my god is a loving god and a forgiving god and a god of grace and mercy and my god is somebody who uh teaches me and gives me the discernment to do the th- give me the strength to do things that i don't want to do and uh, gives me the ability to see, you know, who's right for me in my life and who's not right for me in my life. And someone that I can come to at any hour of need, a therapist. It's like that song, a preacher, teacher, lawyer. Like, God's like all of it for me. You know? yeah. like, I don't know if you know that song. Um, I can't think of the song right now, but I love it. Well, we can tell that you. this is this is your passion. I so sound like I'm totally like walking around on. like, God, 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 God. I swear, I'm not like one of those people. With like, I, there's a guy in L.A. who's got a cardboard box, and it says Jesus is love, and he just dances like this, like on the street all day. Like, you're, that is not me. Like, I live a normal, healthy existence. But you tapped into my spiritual part. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. you know, I could talk just as, and I think it's important that people know, I could talk just as, like, um, candid on a sexuality podcast mm-hmm. about sex. I think that people are right. multi-fascinate uh, in individuals, and I think that we've, we're tapping into this right now, but I think it's an important message and an unheard story for a lot of people. Please, if you're listening and you're curious about any of this, I would urge you to listen to Yash Jesus. We have um, episodes in just about everything, and if you don't see something that you want to yeah. know about, like I would love for someone to write us on yashjesuspod.com and tell us, because we would love to uh, you know. Um, answer your stories and i want to challenge the three of you to give me um a praise report and a prayer request at some point in the year just some point surprise me and come on to our yes jesuspod.com and at the bottom there's a little recording and if you leave us a little recording i'd love to have you got like okay. hear, like some good news yeah i know that that hiv has become uh something that you're very active in the community uh in regards to uh defeating the stigma and various things can you talk about how that has shaped you 
HIV is something that we could end right now. Like we could eradicate it. And once I found out like we can, we need to like, and there's just no question. We need to just spread the word across the community. We need to make sure that our community is on prep. Some of the statistics that I heard right before the pandemic, I'm not fully up to date on where we are at uh, pandemic wise, like the past two, three years, because I think that, um, you know, they haven't had a lot of in-person seminars and things like that. So I might be falling short on some of the stats, but very shortly, just two years ago, the statistic was that 50% of all African-American gay males were going to be HIV positive in my lifetime. And one out of three uh, Latino males. And also the greatest at risk are African-American females, because a lot of um, men that they sleep with in their community are men who sleep with men sometimes, but don't um, consider themselves a a, a gay person. So they don't use protection Mm -hmm. or don't um, even aren't educated on the fact. So for me, that is too close to comfort. I am tired of losing my siblings. You know, I am tired of hearing a story about another loss of another trans person or another loss of another uh, person in our community. And I think it's important that if we can't get certain government officials to make sure that there's comprehensive sexual education for minors and that minors are being taught these abstinence programs, which lead to nothing but uneducated fear. Um, I I think it never worked (laughs) in the past. Like, you know, um, there's been booming booms of children every year. So I think that um, if we're going to keep having these babies and we're going to and the, and the government's going to try to do things that like control women's bodies with abortion, I am per, I am personally pro-life, but I am politically pro-choice. Like, I think that um, yeah. every woman should have the right to her body. And I think that if they're going to have these babies, they need to protect them if they're queer, um, you know, and, you know, instead of just uh, putting more queer or marginalized individuals like back into the, a system that just isn't working for them. And I think that. uh that's pretty much where we're at. There's no, I couldn't not be political. You know, they call it woke because your eyes are open. Yeah. Like, so it's like after a certain point when I've seen so much and I know so much, there really isn't a lot I could turn my back on anymore. And I think with that, it was like, I think I was super inspired by Miss Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I'm, I'm an ambassador for the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS foundation, but Miss Elizabeth Taylor is, was an angel on earth. Mm. And she not only, had you know did it all baby like she looked she did all the fashion and all the jewelry and she did all the the covers of all the magazines and she had all the men and she lived this beautiful like full life with this huge beautiful family i know all her grandchildren each one of them have a heart of gold and like um and and many of them have eyes of either blue or um violet like and i think that she's just left such a legacy with her family and her work and everything else but she has tirelessly worked for lgbtq people and for uh people with hiv and aids the stuff Mm -hmm. she she put everything on the line um you know when her friend rock hudson was denied medicine from nancy reagan and she saw that that was sort of like a last straw for her and it pushed her into this life of when she saw she's her direct quote was when i saw that gay people were the enemy i knew that something had to be done and you know she changed her whole life she I've heard stories um, about everything from her giving like uh, life-saving drugs out of her mansion, you know, um, like in uh, Beverly Hills to like her um, showing up in full Elizabeth Taylor drag with absolutely not one camera and just kissing uh, people who were dying of AIDS um, on the face with lesions and everything and just letting them know that they were loved and cared. And, you know, um, she sat in the Abbey in her wheelchair in, the end, in her end of days and just gave gay people kisses. Mm. Like there's a huge portrait of her back there, you know, she's just like Amazing. an unbelievable. And she's left um, 
a huge portion of her likeness <clears throat> and trust fund. Uh, like if you buy a perfume, if you buy makeup off, or like if you buy um, jewelry off QVC or whatever, that's part of the Elizabeth Taylor uh, legacy. Then all of that money goes to the operating costs of the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, like everything. Mm-hmm. So, so every money, all the monies that are uh, collected go to people who need it with HIV and AIDS. And as a matter of fact, that's the main focus of the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation is they take funding and they distribute it to other AIDS organizations that need it. So they're like a funds distributor. So it's like um, they help fund AIDS Watch, which is where all the activists go to Washington, and we get to learn from all of the people who are on the HIV caucus and everything else, what's going on, and then go speak to senators and congresspeople about, um, you know, what could be done. And so they'll fund, like, I remember um, back when the old managing director, Joel Goldman, was managing directing, and he was like, there were like these two guys, um, these two African-American guys who would go into bathhouses and talk to people about HIV and try to give them testing and health. They would literally go in there with T-shirts and like that's the kind of stuff that wow. they fund. So the work is like vast and that's everything great. from Africa to all over America. And <clears throat> I think, you know, America needs a wake up call. We need to know that this is something we can end. Yeah. And now the Moderna um, has just uh, Moderna has just released right. their trial, human trials for HIV um prep that could last a few months Mm -hmm. like so it's a vaccine that we could take you know once or twice a year and have the same thing that prep does by taking a pill every day but i take my prep pill every day and you know that makes me completely uh not able uh to have the virus transmitted to me and i think that that i can't believe that i can't believe i was able to see both lifetimes i remember being a young person Mm -hmm. just at a conversion therapy and going to quite a few funerals and to being that to that situation to now come to a place where I take a pill every day and it's not going to be mine. Yeah. So I think that that's like an ex- an extreme thing. I know Hey Mister is an organization where you can get free um uh, free prep because prep yeah. can be pretty expensive. You might not want to tell your folks about it if you're in college or whatever, and you might want to do something. But there's ways that you can get it sent to you for free, and you can meet with a doctor without insurance online um there's lots of different organizations another thing i want to mention when we were talking about uh non-affirming churches is that churchclarity.org is a great resource for your listeners uh to to type in and find out which churches are gay affirming in your area Uh, but i wanted to mention that because i just thought about that too with hey mr there's a lot of reach you know we need to start google you know we are the age of information like when you think about all the different ages that have been through the human history um right now we are in a place where (laughs) You know, you're in rural uh, Kentucky, but like your favorite band could be my favorite band and mm-hmm. we can see the same performance live at the same time. And that is a unique time in history. So we can get information to broadcast all over the place. So I urge you to keep talking about yeah. these kind of issues on your podcast. Yeah. And, you know, it's great that you, you know that you are. And I try to do it all as much as I can. That's why I'm here, you know, to try to spread the message and talk. And we'll, we'll definitely, we'll post the links to Elizabeth Taylor Foundation yeah. as well as uh, Hey Mister and, and the church website yeah. as well. And um, we just got uh, yeah, so Music City Prep at play. They're going to be helping out, giving out free prep to people. So that we're awesome. excited about that too. Oh, thank you, Music City yeah. Prep. That's awesome. I'm, I, uh, <laughs> Uh, I know Miss Taylor would be on the corner in West Hollywood just handling handing that shit out like she, <laughs> yeah, she'd be yeah. like, try my new candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know we've talked a lot about important stuff, uh, but obviously you are a comedian, and so we've got to have some fun. Oh, with you, thank okay? you. This is getting <laughs> so, too serious. Are you ready? I didn't know I was coming on Oprah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got real serious, right? Right? It's Oprah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So uh, let's let's first. This is even though you, you're not a big fan of, of Valentine's Day, it is a Valentine's oh, Day no episode. So, so it is released on Valentine's Day. Uh, if you had to plan the perfect Valentine date, what would that look like? Home, honestly, like. To, to, can I be honest with you? Like I bust yeah. my ass from, I don't have a partner right now, but when I do, I really like one of my like um, love languages is gifting. So I love to do small little things and notesy things and da 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 da. And I really don't get that back often with the people I date. So I think that a perfect Valentine's would me would be to be surprised with something because that would just be like special to me. And maybe I would like the day more. But I feel like it's just another freaking day for me to plan some shit, and yeah. I'm even trying it right now. Like, honestly, I, I I'm like I, I'm like I live such an adventure. People go, "Why don't you go on a vacation?" And I'm like, "Like I'm a stand-up comedian who I do comedy all over the world, like literally, like so yeah, it's like my yeah. life's kind of a vacation." So to me, that's not. I, I and I don't mean to say that, and like I do work really hard, but I'll take three days extra on the, when I'm going to you know do the cruise to stay in Mexico and enjoy a spot like. I'll I'll treat myself to nice moments, but I think a real idea for me to do something is being home and having like intimate memories and moments. Like I to love me, that. that to me feels so special mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't have that. Like a home cooked meal and someone helping me pack and like just like simple romantic things to make my life easier really means so much more to me than anything material anyone can buy me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Romantic evenings. Um, if you could take Oh, okay, well hey. Yes. <laughs> if you could take any celebrity um, on a date for Valentine's Day, who would you pick and why? Uh, Betty White. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. One. I'm just kidding. She passed away. One. I was just kidding. No. You're like, well, you can't. I'm like, why? And this is how I find out. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean, you. You probably could. It just might not be socially acceptable, you know? It's like... No, no, no. Um, oh, God bless Betty White. Um, I think uh, I don't really have, like, a crush, like a celeb crush. Um, but I, if I was, I don't know, I'd go to dinner with Ariana Grande. Oh, I love that. I don't know if it would be, like, a real date, though. If I had, like, a date date, I don't know. I mean, there's people I think are cute. But yeah. I don't really want to date them. I think celebs are skeezy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go into our, our final segment which is called pot of gold where we ask you one final question you at, get the chance to ask us any question under the sun that you want um we always do a segment called heap of trouble um as a comedian i'm sure you've had a lot of very comedic things happen to you in lgbtq plus culture uh so we want kind of your most comedic story about uh your time as a gay male I don't know about most community gay stories, but like, I think like one of my most like weirdest fan encounters was like, I, somebody tried to, it just came to mind. It was like, somebody tried to uh, ask for my autograph, like when I was at the urinal. And wow. <laughs> they're like, Oh, you're the guy from, and I, this, I don't think this guy was gay either. And it was at a diner and he was like, you're the guy from oh, that movie. Goodness. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, can I have your autograph? And I was like, yeah, I want to get my penis out of my hand. Like, I just was like, <laughs> And then he was like, oh, uh, and then like he kind of just like uh, didn't ask for it afterwards. And I kind of wrote it on a napkin maybe, and gave it to him when I left. <laughs> like, maybe he was asking for like a water sports signature. You never know. Uh, you know, I don't want to yuck anybody's yeah. yum, but I don't know if that was the mood for the night. <laughs> right. That's amazing. 
I see where your mind's at, Curtis. Ah, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, rain on me. me. No. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I do have a final question. Uh, who are two modern day people that you will put in your personal burn book? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> um, two modern day people I would put in my personal burn book. I hate uh, one person who I can't stand is that Martin Scarelli guy, the guy that bought the HIV medication and all these other medications, and then like yes. made it wait like five thousand dollars more. Oh uh, yeah, it was a dollar medication. Like people like that, I'm like, ugh, I don't like you. Uh, so him, uh, and then yeah. um, <laughs> I'm like, who annoys me? Um, you know, I'm not <laughs> mad at Trump. I'm just mad at the people that voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, like I like Trump on The Apprentice. Like, I found him entertaining. Yeah. For the right <laughs> yeah. thing, I'd be like, if they were like, yeah. if someone's like, you buy an, I don't do a Trump impression, but if he was like, uh, you're gonna buy a new house, he's like, I'll make sure I talk to the realtor for you. I'd be like, great. Do you know, like, be 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 an a hole yeah. to the realtor and get me a deal. But to run my country, it wasn't it wasn't the thesis. That's not what I wanted. Right. You know, it was like that's not the flavor that I'm expecting. Yeah. Especially coming off Obama, yeah. that was like when you were a kid and you think you were grabbing soda and you'd accidentally grab whiskey and you'd be like, oh. like it was just like <laughs> you know, we had such a great president. I mean, <sighs> like Obama made me cry like 19 times. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like while well, during his presidency. Yeah. I like his speeches were eloquent. Like he, um, like uh, I canvassed for him in Nevada. Like I was like all about Obama, and then we get that guy, and you know, and now it's like we're back to like powdered milk again. I'm just like we yeah. need to change it up. That's like crazy. I, you know, um, I, I if I'm glad that Biden won, but I think that we could have a little more happening. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. But I'd rather it be like I do miss the uh I miss the Obama Biden memes though. Those were my favorite. Yeah. Like <laughs> like just Biden being cool with Obama. Yeah, like, yeah you know, I like... mean, you know, I honestly uh, Obama was so cool he got Biden elected. Like it's just like you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like just he just so had cool. a little bit of that like juice rub off on him or something. Yeah. But I just really feel yeah. like um I think I'm really waiting for our next hero. I'm holding up for the hero right now. Yeah. Um. I I need someone to show up that's gonna just like be inspiring and uh, that's what the country needs right now. Michelle, 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 Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle would be kind of dope, but I know it would be uh, awesome. I have to laugh because you had you had right. took me back to my youth. Uh, my grandmother used to drink Crown. And I remember at age seven or eight going oh, into the refrigerator, going into the refrigerator and taking her cup, thinking it was Coca-Cola. And I took a big squig of it and it was straight up crown. Uh, I know it's happened. I, my grandfather and his wine. Oh, like, oh, this is something else. And then I'd be like, Wah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, on that note, we're going to let you ask your uh, question to us, and then I'm going to end the show uh, with the question for you. So, Curtis, you are the y'all need Jesus shirt. Um, what, where, where do you find uh, what do you find most difficult about your intersexuality between your sexuality and your spirituality? Yeah, I, honestly, I think you've talked a lot about uh, the things <laughs> that I struggle the most with on this episode, and uh, it's having that 
freedom, a lot of time to be the voice of both sexuality and God. Because a lot of times it seems like there's no commingling those topics. Like you can talk about one or you can talk about the other to different groups. Um, so I've, I've really liked everything you said because it's, it's something I've struggled with is to bring those two items together and talk about them in the same conversation. Uh, because still, I live in a rural area. So yeah, I sure. still struggle with uh, being very uh, more liberal than the 99% of the people that surround mm-hmm. me. Um, and it's, so you, it, to me, it's like, I have to constantly be thinking whether I can classify like the conversation in the sexual category, or do I need to talk about God? Um, so I think I'm going to try to do more of, of bringing those together. Like you said, so we'll see how that goes. It's interesting on the show. <laughs> we had someone who was an expert on spirituality and kink. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, oh. and it was only like our third episode in. So there's a lot of stuff on Yash Jesus that I, that made me grow or made me think differently about, or, you know, yeah. t- take me away from even, you know, yeah. in the beginning we were cursing all the time. Cause I thought that that was the answer to like being cool. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like it's maybe some, a tad disrespectful sometimes. Like, so I kind of like, you know, have grown with it. But, th- but that was one of the most shocking ones because he talked about a Christian couple that he knows, male and female, hetero Christian couple, who go to sex parties and even partake sometimes in, like, religious kink. Mm. Yeah. But it's something that deals with their church hurt, turns them on, and it's consensual. And, you know, they only watch others. And I was like, tell me more cheese, mate. Like, I wanted to know, like, the whole gossip because I never thought about, I thought that, like, to me, I always felt like blasphemy was, like, the worst thing, Yeah, you know? But then, like, what's the meter that defines that, you know? I I did an episode about that, too, where I was upset when I was 12. I came home from school, and my mom was like, you could tell I was upset. She was like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I heard a joke today, and I think God would be mad at me. It's about God. And my mom was like, well, what's the joke? And I was like... What is it called when God goes to the bathroom? Holy shit. And my mom was like, oh, you know, like in fourth grade. She's like, listen, I think God has a sense of humor. He created comedy. He created comedy as something that would help make you laugh, you know, and help make you feel good. And I think that that is something that's freed me, you know, because it kind of feels, it falls in the, the comedy is the same irreverence as sexuality yeah. in a way. So it's kind of yeah. like, you can kind of feel like it's all a taste level. Yeah. At the end of the day, because some things yeah. are culturally appropriate that aren't culturally appropriate in other cultures. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think there was so much shame for like discussing sexuality for me growing up that a lot of times it's hard to combine those conversations. But something you were brought up, you know, about like kissing somebody while you're on Molly or, you know, doing those <laughs> things. Like I would always feel bad the next day that I did those things because I'd be like, God doesn't want this, you know? So I, it was a lot of shame there. Uh, but honestly, I've tell people this story all the time. One of my greatest epiphanies, like with God and my relationship with God happened whenever I was like shit based on Everclear. Right. And it was the point in which I like ran out the door in my underwear and it was like a foot of snow outside, uh, like main character energy type shit going to tell this straight boy that I loved it. Oh. And it was like my first, like, I'm going to out myself here, like going to that. And like, I remember falling in the snow and then being like, I like this freedom. Like, this is who I am. Like, and like, I remember looking up at the sky and be like, okay, this is, this is right. And so like at that point, from that day forward, I started coming out. So, you know, it's some of those fucked up times that, that God speaks to you, you know? Look, you know, uh, we have to let our emotional guards down and sometimes it takes 
um, I, I think that the appropriate rural Kentucky term is a shit ton of Everclear, but I think like to, yep. to, to, <laughs> to let you, Yo. to let you kind of see some light, you know, you have to shake shit up to see the light sometimes, yeah. you know, it's not like yeah. we cover it up with so many different things that sometimes you got to pull back, you know, and sometimes it's by hook or by crook. But I think that, um, all that matters is that you made, you know, no one matters how you got to the party. It just matters that you went to the party. Yeah. So it's like, you no, know, it doesn't matter how you show up at the foot of Jesus. You just got to be there. And yeah. I think that there's a lot, you know, I think that I would like to see, you know, that happen more. And that was a moment that you felt both like vibrating on your sexuality and your spirituality. And I think tapping into that is yeah. true centeredness, truly. I mean, not to be like, whoa, I feel like we're about to like right. go through like a vasana <laughs> or something. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> or ayahuasca is what I meant. Ayahuasca. Like it's so crazy. Um, okay, Leah, I want to know what is your most scandalous pageant moment? Like something like that happened at one of those 40 Ooh. pageants where you like, bitch, try to get me, but you couldn't. Okay, so this is first time I'm going to say this on air because it's been many, many years <laughs> ago and the pageant is over with. Um, I'm not going to say what year, but I competed in a pageant in Dallas. And um, the girl that was assuming to win the pageant, they were saying, you know, pageants are political too. Um, she was going to win the pageant. Well, three years before that, this young lady in my first pageant ever stole everything from me before the pageant started. She had she paid she paid somebody to steal some all my my evening gowns, uh, my hair, and everything. So. Fast, go fast forward. We meet up in the pageant again. So my clever ass decide to crush up some light bulbs and put in her powder. Oh no! <laughs> and Ooh, goodness. <clears throat> and unfortunately, uh, well, you know, if you pat with it, it'll, it'll cause. If you use a brush. She was smart. She used the breath. I, and I did a lot of things to that girl. I did. I put some uh, Visine in, in her. I said, let me buy you a drink. I put some Visine in her drink. <laughs> okay. So pa- let me tell so you. So this will be edited out. So I should ask you a different question. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, listen. <laughs> it's many, many, many years ago. Uh, and honestly, me and this They girl, warned me when I went into th- uh, theater school. They were like, watch out. <laughs> The ballerinas put razor blades in the bottom of the ballerina shoes. Oh, so when you, I was like, "What?" Honestly, me, me like, and this young lady, we're really good friends. Oh, okay, good. We're really good friends. Well, they used to be. Yeah, that no. sounds like one of those like. No, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell you the pageant. Where <laughs> Who it's else? But I'll buzz somebody. <laughs> we'll put glass in your makeup. Right. The pageant. The pageant uh, world is very competitive. You know, uh, there's stories of of girls stop ship stopping uh, shipments of evening gowns or cutting up evening gowns. Like it's competitive. Wow. We you put a lot of money into that and it's Yeah. You know, it's it's like the movie Showgirls. You want your spot, mama. <laughs> That's it. Oh wow, another by Hooker by Crook. Uh I'll push Amy, I'll, I'll, I'll push a bitch. I will push a bitch for a pat for a crown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch out, oh, but I'm gonna be like, you can have it. Like, man, I'm scared of you. <laughs> yes. No, that's awesome. Forty crowns, that's it. Yeah. You gotta get them you all. You know what? I'm a, a lot. Oh, I got them all taped down here. I'm gonna take one out. 
And I'm going to break this one in four pieces for us. No, don't break it. Don't break it. If you're going to actually break it, give it to me. (laughs) Frown it. Don't frown it. (laughs) Um, This is actually... This is actually... Uh, this one is true to my heart. This is Miss Gay Ohio, USA 2012. <laughs> it took me three years to win this bitch. Yes, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But you got it. You took it home. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I've so I have I have, I've sold some crowns to some girls. Some so it's just too many, and they, they do t- uh, they get old and they turn into dust. Right. <laughs> so well, that's so awesome. That's a pretty so, impressive uh, bounty of. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one final question for you. Um, but before I, I do this to close out the show, I do have to. We had a lot of listeners submit questions, but they asked what your dance would look <laughs> like if we were to take you to Mykonos. Oh, what would my Mykonos dance be? <laughs> oh man. Well, I could twerk pretty awesome. Do you okay. Know what I mean? But I don't want to false advertise because there ain't a lot of business going around there these days. Like I like to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to fall. But there but I would probably, so, but I, I would show my skills. I don't think I'd be able to help it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, mine's more serious. So we normally do not do this on this show, uh, but I love that y'all do this on Yes Jesus podcast. And I want to ask you if you will close out our show by leading us in a prayer. Oh, oh that's so nice. I would definitely like to. All right, we'll do it just like we did on Yes Jesus here. Um, everybody bow your heads in prayer unless you are driving because Jesus cannot actually take the wheel. So thank you. Uh, Father God, uh, we just want to thank you so much for coming here today on this uh, glorious Valentine's Day. And I want to speak directly, God, to all those folks that feel like this day makes them feel less than like I felt in the past. And you could let them know that there is no less than because there's only more God because they're created fearfully and wonderfully. And I want to thank you for the opportunity yet again to be able to spread your message of love for the LGBTQIA plus community, letting them know that they are forgiven and not forgotten and that they are welcome and that they belong and that they were never supposed to leave, Lord. And I want to uh, thank you all for the opportunity uh, to be here with Curtis and Leah and and Amy and just expressing uh, just love and joy for each other and in, in admiration for others in the community, holding each other up like... Uh, siblings and underneath the beautiful rainbow of your promise, God. Um, We are so grateful for this opportunity. And I want to thank you all for the people that are listening here, Uh, whether they are in a fancy city or a rural place, uh, there is a place in in your heart for them, Lord. And uh, we want to welcome them to this podcast or Yas Jesus or uh, anywhere. And we want to encourage them to create their own communities, God, uh, that they can reach out to other people. Um, We thank you so much in your holy and precious name. Amen. Hey, yes, yes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks it was such a pleasure having danny on the show with us here um i hope that you all will head over to yes jesus podcast uh and take it a listen or uh on your valentine's day go have a date with him uh you can watch <laughs> mean girls it's available online now on dvd And I'm sure if you search far enough, it's probably still available on VHS. So (laughs) thank you so much, Danny, for being a part of our show. You got it. Yes. Bye, Danny. Bye to all of you out there. We love you. We love all the listeners. We will see you back here for 
season three of Weathering Rainbows. Bye, folks. Y'all come back now. You hear? Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to come on back now. I know we all love a little vibration, so if you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And we will surprise you on occasion with a new release vibration in your pocket. But in the meantime, if you find yourself alone or crossing new horizons along the rainbow trail and you need a friend or even a laugh to get you through those dark and stormy nights, holler on out to us at www.weatheringrainbows.com where you can find shelter in the blogs, videos, and other episodes that will hopefully keep you out of a whole heap of trouble. So until next time, y'all, giddy up, be true to yourself, and make the best of life. And wherever the wild tracks may lead you, may the rainbow always touch your shoulders.